0: Okay, so hi and welcome to After the Hype with me, your host as always, Brian Dressel. With me as always is Jonathan Hardesty. Hi. Ryan James. Hello. Chewy Darso. Hey. And today's special guest is Rich Roy. Hello, how you doing? Uh, Rich, before we get started on anything, tell people where they can find you online.
1: Uh,
2: nope. <laughs> 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 I got nothing to report Rich, was, uh,
1: Rich and his uh, friends were on our Jurassic World versus Jurassic Park episode. They yeah. are, he's
2: uh, one of three of
1: Red Rob Roy
2: uh the red rob roy show there is a youtube channel up called the red rob roy show more sketches to come um and then something we never say in our podcast
0: but we're going to start now if you want to find us you can find us at facebook.com slash after the hype and then on twitter at john knows this one because i never use twitter
3: uh ath underscore podcast there we
0: go (laughs) one of these days i might tweet but i probably won't um all right so i'll I'll know when you do yeah oh i didn't write that yeah i didn't write that (laughs) Just one day our Twitter says, John sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And then,
3: like, three seconds later, this is John.
0: I don't suck. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so we'll get started with where have you been doing. Uh, I can go first. Thank Uh, you. I watched The Flashpoint Paradox on Netflix, uh, which I had always meant to watch because I heard that it was one of their best, like, uh, Batman DC animated movies, and I just never got around to watching it, and it was really fucking good. Uh, I don't know how the Killing Joke is getting this R rated and all this like big hoopla about it when like Flashpoint was rather violent. Like they did a really good job telling the actual story of um, if you guys don't know, it's like an alternate reality where like Bruce Wayne uh, was the one who was shot and Thomas Wayne becomes Batman and mm-hmm. then Martha Wayne becomes the Joker and it's this really kind of like dark, twisted alternate future where like Wonder Woman and Aquaman are like at a horrible battle, like they're starting World War III. It's a really awesome movie and it's surprising how well i actually got into it and it's a
4: great story it's already a good
0: story it's a really good book and it's really what launched new 52 um but if you've never seen the movie it's on netflix and i I highly highly recommend it it's really well animated really well acted nathan fillion played in screen lantern and so far
1: he's been the best hal jordan ever awesome they usually do a really good job with those animated movies dc and marvel both really
0: yeah DC's been doing a lot more of it yeah. than Marvel has been, but
1: like when Marvel does do it, they make really good ones. But DC's been knocking it out of the park here for a while. It is interesting because I know that they're pulling from a lot of that stuff to make the like the Justice League movies. I'm curious if how soon they start tackling time travel and everything. Uh, Marvel really hasn't at all yet, and interested to see how that goes. Thank time goodness. travel usually makes things really, really sticky and bad. Um, all right, would somebody else should go? Uh,
4: I will go because I haven't <laughs> been on for a while. Uh, And it's because I've been working a lot. And one of the downfalls of that is I haven't been able to keep up with my shows. But I just caught up completely with Once Upon a Time. (laughs) I know. Brian hates Once Upon a Time. Every time you mention this episode, I'm like, I
0: should just highlight and delete everything you say after that. I caught up on Once Upon. Next.
4: (laughs) Uh, But I'm really enjoying it right now. I feel like they finally got... To a place where they don't have any, like, the melodrama in the show is always just extreme, and it's not as bad right now. Particularly, they finally have a storyline that feels coherent and natural, and they have a good villain. Which, Which season is this? Uh, oh, crap, I don't even remember. Um, the Current. I think it's like season five. <laughs> okay. But right, they're in the underworld now, and Emma is trying to save Hook from being dead, and the main villain is Hades, and he's played by someone who I really enjoy, Greg Germain. This is like his longest regular role on TV for or since Ally McBeal almost, and I think he's fantastic in the show. I highly recommend if you've fallen away from Once Upon... Pick it back up right now because he's doing a great job. They're actually, the villain is actually villainy. It's not just melodrama. And I'm really enjoying it.
2: Cool. Next. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> uh, just picked up uh, this new board game called Star Wars Rebellion. It's from Fantasy Flight Games. And it's awesome. Been waiting for it for a long time. It has a ridiculous amount of miniatures and a giant board. Lots of strategy and bluffing, and it's just a really fun game. Really ideal for two people, but you could play with four, and it's a lot of fun. Me and Ryan have been trying to kill each other. I've never really gotten time. into like the two-player board games. It's This one is perfect for it. It's yeah. only two-player. It, it could be four, but you're, it's Rebellion versus Empire, oh. so you, you either team up as...
3: What about the Trade Federation and... Nope, All that? that. Nope. nope.
2: They were already wiped
1: out. This yeah, is in specifically New in Hope-ish. a New Hope era. Oh, okay. And it very much plays out exactly like a New Hope. It's a lot of fun. The rebellion has a secret base, and the empire is trying to find it. They yeah. both kind of play
2: differently.
4: Is there a Death Star?
2: You could build multiple Death Stars, actually. Ah, uh, just uh, like or sounds- two. You could build two. Spoiler this for Episode Eight, man.
4: There's gonna be another
3: death, star. there two be death stars. stars. It's even bigger. Guys, we've done one at a time so far and it's not turned out well. What if we do two? Side by side.
4: Double
3: down. Right. Double down on our
2: space ball. They did never try two at once. That's a whole new game. And then you put well, a
4: cannon in between them.
2: The Emperor always had a backup. Yeah, that's true. Uh so yeah.
1: I'm certainly up. I think I'm pretty much turning this segment into my weekly comic book recommendations, so but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> comic book
3: corner with Ryan.
1: Yep. Is it just Gwenpool? Nope. Uh, actually, Gwenpool was okay. It came out this week, but uh, my favorite book this week was Moon Knight, number one. Mm. It's being written by Jeff Lemire, and if uh, you don't Ooh, know nice. who Moon Knight is, he is, a he's Mark Spector, A a totally insane superhero, or maybe not superhero, maybe just person who's been locked away in an asylum for his whole life, but he channels the personalities of Wolverine, Captain America, and Spider-Man to kind of guide his moral compass and fight crime, or maybe just... Be in the loony bin and tell stories. We're not sure. But
4: he channels their personalities.
1: Uh, he has. Uh, what was it dissociative identity disorder? Okay. And so he he sometimes imagines. In some runs, he imagines that he is uh, being those heroes or interacting with them, like as part of a team alongside Wolverine, Captain America, and Spider Man. Other times, he just uh, pretends to be them or acts like them. It's it's pretty interesting, depending on who's writing him.
0: They did a, a reboot with him, like. Two, three years ago, I want to say. And I read most of that. That was fantastic.
2: He's a fun character. He is really fun. There's been a lot of rumors about making a TV show for Moon Knight via Netflix. Oh, or I'd otherwise. watch the shit out of that. I'm sure they will.
4: I've only ever been familiar with like his character design. I've mm-hmm. never really known anything about <clears throat> him.
1: It's pretty out there, and but pretty interesting the way they tie it into he may just be a crazy person. <laughs> it's like it's. Kind of he's good. died and was resurrected by an ancient Egyptian goddess. And oh, well, that like, happens that's in pretty... comics all the time. No, but, <laughs> I mean, that does really mess with your mind. Yeah. yeah. Or was he ever any of those things?
3: Uh, I'll go next. I haven't been watching a whole lot just because I've been busy working on a novel, actually. Hmm. I was uh, reading some fantasy novels from the library. Got a little frustrated that they weren't kind of doing what I wanted. So I'm like, oh, you know, to heck with it. I'll write my own. Cool. And I'm only two chapters in so far. And about 20,000 words, which about 10,000 aren't very good. But <laughs> that's that's first draft for you. But that's how it goes. I'm working on it. Two
4: chapters is not anything to complain about. Right. No,
3: no, no. And I'm making progress, which I wasn't expecting. Because as a writer, uh, you would assume that they'd, I'm writing, I'm writing. But they're like on Twitter all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's, that's kind writing, of a stereotype. Right? Yeah. Reading, that's writing. writing.
0: Uh, all right, we ready to uh, get started? We are ready to roll. Ready to start drumming. Wouldn't that be the best podcast ever if we just <laughs> yeah. spoke and drummed throughout the rest of the episode?
4: I would be terrible at it because one of the reasons I stopped trying to be musical is I can't really keep a beat. Uh, <laughs> I do wish
0: we had a soundboard today just to randomly hit just for like, in the, faster!
4: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: someone needs to make a J.K.
3: Simmons soundboard? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, so today's movie is obviously Whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, <laughs> if you didn't know, uh, faster. Uh, it came out in October of two thousand twenty. Yeah, two thousand fourteen. I was going to say twenty fourteen. No, you say it... twenty
1: fourteen. No one ever said one thousand nine hundred and ninety nine. I did. So it
0: cost. million which is I think remarkably low for how good the movie actually looks Uh, and then it made 13 which is remarkably low for how many people talk about this fucking movie like you think after like everyone talked about it like it was the best movie of the year when they came out which you know debatable whatnot Uh, but you would have figured more of them would have seen the movie for how little it made but granted still made 10 million dollars and he went on to make what is apparently blowing up CinemaCon right now is his follow up to this movie Oh, is it done and screened at CinemaCon? Uh, the trailer screened at CinemaCon. They mm. said it's like one of the best-looking movies. I'm at excited CinemaCon. excited for it. it's, a, uh, it's a musical. It's like an upbeat, happy musical, which is very, very different than this one. But I'm excited for it. I think it looks pretty cool. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. Uh, so we should get started first with a breakdown. Breakdown? Breakdown. Which is going to be Rich's job. Oh. If you couldn't tell from the camera <laughs> being pointed Rich. directly at his <laughs> face. I need a count-off.
2: <laughs> you have to count me in. Count you in. Uh, No. Five, six, seven. One! Okay. Faster! (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I'm upset. Uh, Okay. Do I start? Not by (laughs) tempo. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Not by tempo. Faster! Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So uh, there's a narcissistic young lad who decides he wants to become the best jazz musician of his time. And he goes to Schaefer and he meets up with a narcissistic old teacher. Who is also kind of a psychopath, and that man decides to. I already have nine seconds. All right, so uh, he yells at him a lot. Uh, they get into a battle at the end, and then they become best friends.
4: <laughs> See, <but> okay.
2: <laughs> so were you dragging or rushing? I was dragging big time. <laughs> he was definitely dragging, you know, and then, that's then, that's I it was, a quick then he rushed at the end. It no. was a fast thirty. Yeah. That's
4: that's one of the questions of the film, though. At the very end, are they friends?
2: Oh yeah, they become best buds.
4: Do you think so? Oh, You're think assuming so. there.
2: I think they hate each other, but we'll get there. Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, well, actually we, we can now jump into the episode if we'd like
1: to, I think it was an interesting thing you brought up, Uh, like how much hype actually was surrounding this movie at the time. Yeah. so much. uh, yeah, uh, for a very, very small marketing, uh, scheme and release and all the things I heard so much about it.
0: Yeah. It was like, it was like the little movie that could fucking everyone was talking about it, but then like you look at the numbers and it's like, did anyone actually watch it?
1: It seems like the whole talking about this movie, though, goes pretty far back. I was reading online that it was uh, featured on the 2012 Blacklist, which we've actually... I think, John, you've talked about that on yeah. this show before? Yeah, yeah. So this has been getting buzzed since then as a feature-length screenplay, and then as a 15-minute short, and then as And have you the seen feature. the short? I didn't. The, Is uh, it the available? The available
0: online, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's really good. I like the actor. I mean, I'm... We'll get into it, obviously, as we talk throughout today, but I'm not the hugest Miles Teller guy. I think he's fine. Um, but this is obviously the best thing he's ever done. But the actor yeah. they got the other one actually kind of like better in the role because he seemed a little bit more um, like wimpy. So you understood the <laughs> yeah. uh, like the jump from like the zero to hero, if you will. Uh-huh. It made a little bit more sense with the other actor. The other actor,
1: I- I- I'm blanking on his name now, but uh, it was. um it was simmons jonathan simmons i believe it sounded suspiciously similar to jk simmons <laughs> <laughs> um, J. simmons but not jk simmons. no it, it, that was it um, just
4: co- joking just kidding
1: but so i i thought miles actually did a really good job in this movie of going from there from basically from the scene where uh the first real breakdown happens and he's smacking him in the face and he says are you upset and he makes him say really loud i'm upset after that moment i think miles kind of makes a a character change or i should say andrew makes a character change and like starts throwing all of the cockiness right back in jay casem's or uh fletcher's face
0: oh yeah i mean so so what you're saying right now is the whole movie is about um making the legendary performance Mm -hmm. like they talk about all the time with birdie like he played the best thing anyone has ever heard before and this movie is all about creating that thing for drums this is going to be the greatest drum solo ever and if you buy into the movie at the end he plays that like obviously it's not the greatest drum thing ever but i think in the world of the movie you're supposed to assume that this is one of the greatest drum solos ever and they foreshadow the whole thing with like the, how did he become so-and-so? They threw the symbol at his head. How did Neiman become this guy? Well, the first time he sat down to play a kit form, him, he slapped him until he realized he was in tempo. Right. Like they just keep hitting those moments and like they do such a good job building a legend in this movie. And I think that's why, that's why I've, it took me three times to really kind of get into that mindset. Mm-hmm. But after I did, the idea that this is just not a believable sequence of events Made it way more believable because that's what it's supposed to be. That holy shit, I can't believe that happened, right?
1: No, that's true. And but I thought Miles Teller did a great job of, of coming in as like the wimpy kid and, and leaving as a, as big of a dick as Terrence Fletcher. Well, yeah,
0: hmm. I, I could see, yeah, I, I honestly think this is the his
1: best performance, yeah. I, I don't think, I
0: don't even, think even he would disagree with that. Right.
4: <laughs> when you break down the structure of the film, it is a hero's journey, yeah, like he's the hero that starts out small and ends large the instrument of war or violence is the drums mm-hmm. and in a way j.k. simmons is also the villain and he's the the prize woman at the end essentially but the <laughs> prized woman is his approval like i love at the end of the film when they just both <coughs> lock eyes and it gives them a nod and you can just see it even Miles Teller, he just has that softening moment around his eyes that I always enjoy when someone like, the the story is such a classic example of a hero's journey where you have your hero who starts out weak with Miles Teller, Mm -hmm. you have the old man and villain and prize at the end wrapped up in Jacob Simmons where he's all three of those archetypes in one and the drums are like the big, like. Army or whatnot—the thing he has to fight. Because every time he's playing drums, you feel like he's fighting the drums. Yeah. They have so many shots that push into the drums like it's like a living character, and then he bleeds on them and everything. It's such a battle between him and the music. Yeah. And then he wins at the end, and he gets the approval with just like a look from J.K. Simmons, where he slight nod in the eyes, and then a slight softening in Miles Teller's eyes, and it's such the cinematography in this and the direction are so smart oh yeah it's all wrapped up in so that's one of the reasons that i I love archetypes so much and why i think this movie did so well is because when you can actually hit archetypes and polish them people will flock to it because even people don't understand why they love something there's something within that that pulls everyone in
1: yeah when we were watching rich actually pointed out the moment that uh he gets the approval and I thought it was just so well written. You can tell that the uh, Damien Chazelle who wrote and directed this is a musician by trade because it. the end is just this giant war of, oh, we're best buddies. Hey, do you want to come play at my 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 show? Oh, yeah, I'll come play at your show. Okay, we're going to play Whiplash. Oh, I totally fucked you because yeah. I know that you fucked me. And then Miles goes, okay, well, I'm going to fuck you again And I'm going to play this drum solo when you're supposed to be moving on to something else. And J.K. Simmons goes, what the fuck are you doing? And then a beat later, he's like,
2: oh, you're really good. Let me tighten your cymbal for you.
4: This is almost like Game of Thrones quality shit right there. Yeah, I want
2: to speak to that. I don't think at the very end, Miles is like, well, I'm going to fuck you back. I think he's more, I'm not going to give up. Yeah. You threw the cymbal at me just now. And I'm not going to give up. This is my true turning point. Like the whole time, he's not very likable. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like Andrew that whole movie. I don't really like like... you and mean, the only person I like in the movie is Paul Reiser.
4: His dad?
1: His dad. Yeah. Everyone yeah. else is... I mean, well, and I guess his Supergirl. Dad? Supergirl's really She sweet. was not very likable, though. I mean, her character was there. Her character
4: was <laughs> almost nothing. Like, yeah. her character... Her like,
2: character was just talk about there to show...
4: female. Like, she's just a prop. She was just there to get put in the fridge.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> not but yeah, Supergirl. Like, but I don't, I don't think it was just the final fuck you. I think it was more like... Yeah. I'm not giving up well it's totally in no, the no, moment there when J- was no fuck you in that last moment for Miles Teller no
4: no. it's like what JK, JK says to him I guess you what was I don't remember the quote like I guess you can't do I guess you can't hack it or something like that he just looks at him and walks away and then like in Miles because he said that to Miles Teller multiple times more as a question yeah. can you do it can you prove yourself and the whole movie is him trying and this is like the last moment of the film of like no, I am that, and I'm proving it right now.
1: And it's also Miles realized that, based on what uh, Fletcher told him before the show, that everybody important was in the audience, and then this was Miles' moment to either go out as a fucking fool who didn't have the right cheat music, or just play this giant drum solo and show everybody there that he actually is a, mm-hmm. a really good drummer.
4: You got knocked off your horse, but you can yeah. get back on.
1: Which, by the way, I believe none of that after showing him have not played the drums for, what, eight months or whatever. What do you mean that he could play that solo afterwards? (laughs) Yeah, that he just jumped right in.
4: Or uh, the sirens?
1: Yeah. Probably. Do we know? Uh, does anybody
0: else know? Did this one any other Academy Awards other than J.K. Simmons? Yes, I have them written down. What else did it win? Uh,
1: one for editing, mixing. Okay. That's yep. the, you. already answered the question
0: yep. that I was yep. worried about uh. because the editing in this movie, when you talk about like, the structure, like it, it's it's phenomenal.
4: It yeah, it was like I said, it was super polished and yeah. everything.
0: But I, and that's what I I think I like about the movie the most is when you just talk about the polish. I mean, it's everything. Like everything, in the movie looks pristine. Yeah. other Than where Andrew lives. Yeah, and in his apartment, like everything, is just like gorgeous. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, and to the editing point, everything in music is structure, like down to the yep. down to the very piece of paper. I, everything is so structured and so manufactured in music.
4: It's mathematical. It's
3: mathematical, and the editing reflects that. And I mean, I noticed, you know, that with um, uh, Birdman, how it was very much theater, and how it, it played to all that the whole stylings and structure of theater. Mm-hmm. This played to the structure of music. And it was really cool how the editing really complemented that.
2: I think it's interesting that two of the more popular films, critique-wise, of that year were highlighting two areas that people don't really talk about or give a shit about these days, (laughs) theater (laughs) and (laughs) jazz music. Yeah, yeah. And like they were... The best movies. I thought that was really interesting. I but,
1: think that that just goes to show you that the best movies involve the best characters and character development, and the wrapping doesn't matter as no. much as it is people put. That's where the I archetypes come in. where yeah.
4: if you can if you can tap into an archetype, well, and you're not just making cliche because that's the yeah. thing you have to. That's what you always have to like balance yourself between. Are you the archetype? Are you the cliche? And. If you can capture that, it doesn't matter what the person's doing; you'll right. relate to it.
1: This could have been—he's throwing wrenches at Miles' head while he's trying to fix a car. It was the same story; it would have been that good. Yeah. Uh, let's move on a little bit.
0: Let's—I uh, want to talk about the not the elephant in the room, but I feel like we should—we <laughs> need to talk about J.K. Simmons because I don't think you can talk about this movie without really just talking about him
4: and how. It like is we've been
0: kind of hitting Miles Teller in the script a lot, um, but uh, it's clearly like his like, I, and then you know J.J. and It's like his like defining role like this was like the one thing like if you go follow his career all the way back to like he's been a younger actor he was in oz for a long time as like the white supremacist rapist so like if you go to that show like it's it's weird to see his journey from there to here but all of like every part he's had between like then and now all kind of led to this one amazing performance and i, I it's one of those things like why i've been a fan of him for so long it's like I love him in this movie, but fuck, I hate him in this movie. But it's, and you
4: want his approval.
0: But you want his approval, and that yeah. takes a lot of work. That's super
3: hard. Like on paper, I'd probably go throughout the whole movie and be like, I don't, I don't, I don't follow his position. I don't get him. I don't understand. I don't agree, and I never will. And then with with that actor, it's just like, wow, okay, I can see where you're coming from, and in a weird, twisted way, I understand, and I still want you to like me. We <laughs> might,
2: we might all have that one role model in our lives that like was terrifying or kind yeah. of a dick but we looked up to him and we wanted his approval it could have been a father it could have been whatever right but yeah t- teachers right? for yeah, sure
0: teachers for sure I yeah mean, and it's like that he is that teacher like that when he says at the end of the movie i don't mean to take someone's quote there's no two more two harmful words than good job um I, I misquoted it enough to where you can use it later you can stop glaring at me uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but like when he gets to that point it's like it's all an act and i think at that moment like miles teller's character like realizes it and i think that's what makes jk simmons character that amazing because yeah. he could have just been the dick teacher and it would have been I fine
4: i don't think it's an act
0: it's totally an act
4: i i see him as a warrior and he's pure like he is <laughs> no, he's I, the I, ends justify the means yeah he's trying to create something he's trying to build something, and he's been seeking his whole career to find that person that he can push to the edge into greatness, and he finally kind of, he realizes that he found it, but he also, the person that he found also was his greatest enemy where he toppled his career and he traveled his life. They're like, such a yin and yang. It's a Yeah,
0: yeah. but that, when I say it's an act, what I mean is that, like, so when you see him at the first performance where he sees, like, his old student and his daughter, He's a super nice guy, right? Well, he like, cares. hey, you should come. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So like, when I say it's an act, it's not that it's like he's bullshitting. He absolutely wants to do that, but it's all part of the performance. Like, he right. needs to be that dick to pull out the best drummer of all time. If he doesn't put on that show, then everything falls apart. Yeah. So it's an act. It's a tactic, but it's not. Like, he's not that guy. 24-7 or who would not be able to no. see a former student like oh it's so good to see you your daughter should come play in my band and i'm sure like they walked away and he's like you're never gonna play in his band <laughs> right <laughs> or
4: they understand and they're like you are and you're gonna cry but you're gonna be great
0: it's debatable because uh, the thing that i found really interesting and i'm not sure if you guys were following this when the movie came out with, with all of that hype a lot of music teachers came out to talk about this movie and they all went he's the worst teacher ever
4: right
1: that's not i mean
4: the thing is is that jk simmons
1: is is ruining eight kids ten kids a semester to try to find one yeah and that's why he's a shitty teacher but that's his goal in the whole movie he doesn't care about holding 10 people's hands a semester Mm -hmm. into being into the band he wants to find the one dude he can push hard enough to be the new uh, uh birdie or whatever yeah
0: if the entire class were to leave just completely heartbroken and destroyed, but that one student came out of it, he considered a success. Yeah. Exactly.
4: He wanted to, he wants to create a legend. He wants to be that person that isn't necessarily known himself, but he wants a satisfaction yeah. to know that he helped create that other thing. He wants
1: a, a footnote in the history book, yeah. basically. He wants that's, to be
0: he wants to be the symbol. Yeah. yeah. That's like, that's like a pure
4: artist right there. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah. he wants some he wants to create something that will live beyond him.
0: And that's what I love about the movies, he does. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what, everything, all their goals in this movie are completely successful. And whether and whether that
3: music piece at the very end was great or not, they both achieved a, a, a sim, a sim, like a, a synchronicity with like they yeah. matched each other. Yeah, like it was graduation, and this those looks that they gave each other was the, very uh, cathartic.
4: Lots of doomy this, eyes. The yeah. teacher surpasses the master, mm-hmm. is or become. I don't know. If surpass. Equal, I don't. Dead.
0: I think it's the one moment they're finally on par yeah on par
1: eye to eye if you will they didn't really put that one a little too heavy headed (laughs) and the funny thing is i think it leaves the audience wondering if both of their careers are actually over because they really botched that show like in that one defining moment where they played a badass solo and he actually conducted him but would they have actually gotten anything out of that because they did so horribly on the first song
0: i don't know it's one of those where like you look at it and it's like well There'd be a very long, if those were like the actual, like the best music people in the entire world in that audience, they'd have a
1: very weird conversation afterwards.
0: Man, that guy can really drum. Can he?
1: Yeah, you know, I think the image that that they're going for at the end is two people who have fought so long and hard and finally came to the same side at the end to like get together and conquer the world. And then they looked around them and realized that they destroyed the world in the war. Yeah. I don't know if they gave
2: a shit. I don't know if I I don't cared they cared about did. anyone no. watching no. them. They're very it was selfish. Just between yeah. the
1: d- they are. They're yeah. so selfish that uh, like they did win at the end, but they had completely destroyed everything they well, were fighting for.
3: Well, just that's watch a, how like all the side characters did drop they? off. I, I think
1: they did.
4: Well, I I
0: don't, I don't know.
4: That's kind of like how we're, you were telling me that you view this film as like a wonderful example of addiction, along with yeah. everything else. Like yeah. you could replace the drums with cocaine and. It yeah, kind of would work out the same way. at the end of the movie, <laughs> he
0: dives into a barrel of cocaine.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'd be a drug lord that gets destroyed yeah. <laughs> by the FBI. But, uh, I mean, it's so true. Like, when you're totally addicted to something, you push everything else in your life away.
1: And I think that's true of anybody who aspires to be that great at anything. Has to. They're just showing, like, yes, that conversation that uh, Andrew had with his girlfriend Superwoman. It's so uh, true. Supergirl. <laughs> It was so uh, raw. That that really happens, I bet, all yeah. the time. Oh, in yeah. music school. Now
0: here's my question. Now when we were rewatching this last night, uh, you, this is a good moment to bring this in. Why does he? Why does he call her back?
1: That uh, seems he, so out because of Because he for thinks me. that he's like, ah oh, man, so I'm not going to pursue this super drumming thing. I'm just going to call the last girl that gave me attention. Well, yeah. he calls no, her, he calls her after. after he decides to get back into it. Because I think at that point, is it just to prove
0: to her that like, oh, I was that great, like? I yeah. think when he decides to so. play the
1: show at the end, yeah. Yeah. he isn't planning on diving back in as hard as he did before. I think he then has like conceded to, oh, I'm just going to be this session player, and this is a gig for me. I'm going to go play, and it'll be fun.
2: Um,
3: I, I think he's still thinking about That's too innocent. Yeah.
2: You're, you're, you're giving him too much credit. I yeah. think he's. It's very he much to be like, I, I, I made it. Like I'm great. Check me out. Check me out. This like, is why I he dumped thinks, you. He <laughs> thinks,
4: at that point, he feels like he has Simmons' approval. Maybe He doesn't realize that he doesn't yet, that Simmons is playing him. Yeah, so it's okay, like,
1: I like that. Yeah, he's he's done fighting for what he was fighting for the whole time.
0: Yeah, he, he, thinks, he, 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 to victory he thinks he
4: got it. And uh, yeah. He
1: thinks he got the good
0: job. Oh, and, I guess I did do a pretty good job. Yeah. And then
4: it's totally not true when he gets there. He pulls the cowl over his head or whatever that term is, and then he walks away, mm-hmm. and then he comes back.
0: After saying goodbye to his dad
4: well he doesn't say goodbye to his he dad. says
1: goodbye
0: to his dad that's a goodbye hug
1: yeah it's the war yep. it's really yeah
4: it's it is, yeah it's, that's uh, true structured it is another exactly structure, like, that. like a, yeah. it's such a battle it's so beautiful
2: <laughs> don't cry <laughs> like, okay. I love okay. It. Okay. so beautiful
4: i'm so, I'm a huge i like tragedy person and this movie is a little bit of a tragedy because he yeah, like you said okay. he it gets is. everything he wants but then he also had to burn everything else around him yeah
0: yeah I mean that's Uh, seriously i've seen this movie not three times or i guess three and a half after last night uh every time i see it i like it more and it's because of those sorts of things that you can bring out like the whole war aspect of it the whole like oh he is creating that epic performance i really love everything about it um but i feel like we should move into a little bit more uh, the technical aspects and part of the reason that rich is here today uh there's some of these things in this movie that as a common film goer you kind of go, yeah, it looks good to me. And then you hear other people talk about, like, well, he can't play drums. Like, what do you
2: mean? He looked great. Like, he looked like he could
4: handle it. I can't it. tell. Um, and then
0: <laughs>
2: I have uh, multiple perspectives. Yeah. Uh, first, I worked with Miles on, uh, for the Spirit Awards. We did a spoof of this movie as uh-huh. a sketch, and he played the drums, like, screwing around. And he actually can play drums. Like, yeah. he learned how to do it, jazz styling. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're but, uh, all right. I, I guess I should preface. I, I play drums. I don't. The podcast v- listeners don't know that yet. Oh, yet. <laughs> uh, some of the
1: podcasters don't know.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: I, I, I'm surprised you, They don't
1: follow me. I know even that even more. You play drums and
2: you went to music. School. I went to. I <laughs> went to music school uh, for several years. It's almost like we planned this. <laughs> I've been playing drums since fourth grade. So I've been in that like oh, band. That's it. Band you didn't world. Start when you were four? No, I did not. Fourth grade we got the worst Uh, you're no beethoven
4: or mozart i know
2: i can't do double time swing either Uh, so is miles better than you who hasn't actually kept up with drumming probably not he probably he could do like fancy show-off jazz things here or there but you put him in front of a band and make him play a song he probably wouldn't be able so he just learned the motion yeah i think so or maybe now it's a i don't know him We're not friends. He might play all the time now. Like, what's he doing today? Later. (laughs) Why is he he on the show? Why did you bring him with you? (laughs) Look, you probably can't play Jimmy World covers like I can. (laughs) but, uh,
1: (laughs) But how did he do in the shots in the film? Like, did it look like he was playing what they were
2: uh sometimes other times no like there were a few times where especially towards the end you get a shot of you know just his hands hitting drums that you don't see and there's no way he's doing what i'm hearing (laughs) uh at all (laughs) but uh they do a great job through editing cutting from him and cutting to the actual player i should have looked up his name before we got here did you have i didn't oh man Um, yeah there was there was one specific guy who was the uh the, the consultant. player. He was the consultant. Like the and ballerina in Black Swan. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was great. <laughs> uh, but no, you. Uh, most of the time you could tell that it's not him playing, for sure. But for the average watcher, I don't think so at all. I think it was pretty believable.
1: I mean, is this any different than watching an actor pretend to shoot a gun or smoke a cigarette <laughs> when they don't?
4: Um,
2: well, I think it is because... More people have seen that more times now where you just know what a fake you see a movie and you know what it looks like when a person in a movie shoots a gun. Uh, and yeah. this is such a special thing and such a like you don't really have a lot of time thing. to like
3: study the frame either. like the editing does such a good job of just really pushing you forward They get you that you just can't it. think about it. you don't have any time to think about it. one, one uh,
4: thing that I was always curious about when I watched this is I mean it's a very dramatic. I know everything's hyper realized in it. Do you actually bleed when playing the drums at any oh, points?
2: Absolutely. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Like, first I of know all, that you playing... could shave
4: away the skin yeah. in your thumb area, mm-hmm. but the amount of blood in the film.
2: Oh, yeah. I used to. Uh, for for as hard as he was practicing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've bled plenty of times. Okay. Plenty of times. Marching band, snare drummer. Like, first of all, if you get crazy enough, you'll just start smacking your hand on the side of the drums, uh, like busting knuckles. um... And yeah, wearing away at your hand, I mean, it's wood on skin. It Mm -hmm. doesn't, it's not like, like guitarists, they kind of callous up and they get past that, but yeah, if you drum too much, too fast, you're going to blister and rip your skin off. It's going to happen. Delicious. Yeah. Uh, So I'm looking it up now and I don't know who actually
0: recorded the drums. I can't find his name anywhere, but apparently he did all of his own on screen drumming, which means nothing. It means nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they
2: they filmed him drumming and then they put the music yeah,
4: <laughs> <right>. <laughs> so, yeah. it's kinda like but, you know, I mean, dubbing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Either way, <laughs> but, I
0: mean you still had to look like you knew what you were doing. Yeah, I and mean, he did. Yeah, he did, he yeah, did, he did for a sure. good job yeah. of that. Yes. Um the other thing that I've heard from a lot of people is that uh and now that you've actually been to music school and I have not, um most people here say he would have just fucking left like after the first day of like slapping. like does anything like that ever happen in actual music school? No, not right that I've seen no well,
1: <laughs> that's why this story exists because j k. Simmons finally I bet he's been doing this for to students for years, including his old one Sean, who hung himself yeah uh, this is the first time he found a kid who didn't leave after that. like clearly he's not slapping the other kids. He's kind of abusing his drummers a little bit, but you know, one scene of his uh, trombone player. Um, but because Miles didn't leave, because he kept back and actually kept coming back and actually went and practiced harder after that, that's how J.K. Simmons finally knew he found someone that he could push like that. And someone that had the that's drive. That's why this story well, that's, exists. Yeah. No, I think that's, right. why
3: yeah. it, that's why. also why it's it, you know not important that it's realistic or not. Right. Just because of all these other elements that tie into it, it the most important part is that struggle between the two of them. And mm-hmm. just... How teachers sometimes wish they could go as far as J.K. Simmons, just it to get what it, no, you know we, to, to get the potential out because you see it and it's maddening that kids don't live up to it. There's and plenty and there's times a I want to
4: throw a chair at somebody. Yeah,
3: <laughs> but then you, you can you can kind of see both ends of it too from where you were and in, in your life in
2: various studies, I suppose. I just want to say one more thing about. Um The actors
3: say two or three more things. Okay, cool. So the actors playing
2: instruments on screen. uh, I was paying attention a lot to that, Mm -hmm. uh, especially the last time I watched it. And J.K. Simmons actually, when he's in the jazz club, he played piano. Like they didn't do a special cut, and he was J.K.
4: Simmons is a talented man. Yeah, yeah,
2: that was really impressive. Um, I just wanted to point that out. Like that guy is an awesome actor. (laughs) He looked real (laughs) smooth while he was doing it. Yeah, he was. He did. Yeah, I I love
0: movies that they actually when they show that teachers can really put their money where their mouth is. Like, I need you to be the best possible thing imaginable. And you never see him play an instrument. And you know, like, as a student, be it whatever student possible, you always have that moment, like, I'm doing the fucking best I can. I know I'm doing better than you ever could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you just always have that running in the back of your head. And it's nice to see them, like, well, no, he can actually do it.
4: Yeah, too. he's not Steve Jobs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to mention in this movie that I, I think it's kind of a cool thing the director threw in there as, like, a commentary is whenever they go to any of these jazz anything fucking nobody's there yeah oh yeah (laughs) yeah that's very true they go to their competition it's supposed to be like the biggest competition like they're talking about it like it's a life or death situation there's 20 people in the audience yeah
2: Yeah. i'll hop on a soapbox for a second (laughs) 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 there's a reason i stopped going to music school (laughs) I, i felt as if you were going to music school to learn how to be a music teacher to teach other students mm-hmm. how to become music teachers um it felt like this vicious cycle sure there's the occasional like uh star musician that might go out and actually do something but uh yeah you, you would go to these competitions and it's just a crowd of teachers and your parents if your parents felt like going <laughs> <laughs> and it just was that endless cycle and after a while you're like why am I doing this and I think this movie um shows the extreme of why someone would be doing this. Like he wants to be the best jazz musician.
4: And it shows both ends of that, or it shows his drive and his desire. But then one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is when he goes to have lunch with his relatives and uh, he confronts (sighs) their their belittling of him in the most vicious way he can. And that ties and,
2: right into the no one being at the recitals. Yeah, it's they just, don't take him. No serious. one cares about yeah. it anymore. Like it's kind of a dead thing in a way. I mean, yeah, I mean
0: they, they they make it a really strong point that both like jazz is amazing and you get some of the most amazing artists in the entire world out of it, and nobody gives
2: a fuck. No. And his yeah. and
4: his dad, who is the most supportive person in his life, never really clues into it until the very end when you see him kind of watching through a doorway. He never really recognizes in his son why it's so important to him. He's still just kind of like, oh, it's a phase. So that's kind of the feeling you get from his dad the whole time. Like, oh, I'm supportive. You'll stop this eventually.
0: Yeah, his dad is that total. I mean, we all went to art school in one way or another. Like, you totally have those parents. Who are like, I support you, but if you back out, I'll support that too. <laughs> that's that kind of yeah. You're that always welcome to come back. It's
4: yeah. <laughs> like, no, J.K. Simmons' his character is like the only one that really understands. Exactly.
2: <laughs> well, in the very beginning of the movie, when he goes to the theater with his dad, his father first tells him, It's okay if you fail. I'll still be there. And then someone bumps into his head with a, a
4: and he apologizes thing of popcorn to him. and he apologizes
2: to him. It's yeah. like, Your dad is such a pushover. <laughs> yeah. And, and he doesn't want to be that way. Well, he even, be and that.
3: in that dinner scene, it's just horrible. Like, yeah. for as supportive as he is, he fails to, like, be supportive in that key moment, and yeah, the thing is, the I don't
0: think he knows.
3: And I, I, yeah, he doesn't. He, doesn't know. he does not understand
0: that he is not helping his son. Like his son is right. definitely—he is the perfect student for J.K. Simmons. He, he needs somebody who will kick this okay. shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And He's his dad is the exact is just not thing that J.K. That.
4: Simmons is fighting against. Yeah. And is that it's okay? It's good. You are yeah. you're okay just being this? And it's like no, you're—he doesn't want to just be this. Mm-hmm. Understand? Yeah, he wants to be more.
1: Most underrated role in the film. Paul
0: Reiser was fantastic. He did a great fucking, job. Like, again, like you talking about the best performances of people's careers. You, yeah. have, you have Paul Reiser's, you yep. have Miles Teller, you have J.K. Simmons. Like, yep. This was just... like The the amount of performance this director was able to... We never and, even fucking said his name. But Damien Chazelle, I said it earlier. did oh, his okay.
1: second movie of all time. Yeah. Like, and he, I don't... I, maybe his first was a 15-minute short. <laughs> I don't know if he did one before that. Probably, but I can't wait to see where this guy goes with his career.
4: Yeah, He's and, going to be amazing. Yeah.
1: And he's young. Yeah. Like like
0: He's younger than some of the people at this table.
4: Ow. Maybe
2: all of the people at this
1: table. I don't even know. No, he's a
0: year older than me. Okay. If
2: only somebody threw a symbol at me. (laughs) Right?
0: Uh, but yeah no, All he's done He did a uh, a film for school uh, I'm looking up now The short This And now he's got A huge musical Coming out next year Because yeah. He's a like The main job Of a director usually Is to pull out performance And he did an amazing job Fun you tidbit You want
4: to make a joke That he gave someone A blowjob at some point But then you're like No he just that This guy does did not blow anybody it's, He no, just had just a symbol Thrown <laughs> at his head <laughs> directing school He probably directed he's The best
1: <laughs> But my favorite thing Is that for the uh, For the Oscars He was nominated For Whiplash For best adapted screen screenplay because he took his long his feature length screenplay uh, made it a 15 minute short and then a, a technically to them adapted that 15 minute screenplay back into the feature so it's not original that's
3: screenplay. so funny yeah
0: yeah i mean that that might have been the studio making that decision like do we think we have a better shot
1: in original or adapted mm-hmm. could be It's funny that they could get away with it because it was a 15 minute short first that he adapted yeah himself but, uh,
4: I mean that's like I wonder Martian if you got pigeonholed
1: mean. into it or if they decided I wonder too I didn't yeah. even think about that that's really interesting because you can
0: choose where you want to put your film no. for nominations. like
4: so. does is the Martian really the best comedy of 2015 <laughs> uh. it was uh. comedy <laughs>
2: <laughs> or musical you guys <laughs> literal literal oh my I god think. the I song that if it was the best comedy then that says something about comedies in that <laughs> year uh, more than the Martian good whiplash <laughs> could have won
0: I laughed once or twice yeah
2: um alright so
0: what else do we want to talk about do we want to move into quotes um I'll bring atmosphere
4: quotes. We, Because I talked about the cemetery a little
1: bit.
4: Gold and blue. And yes, both vary, again, with either being great at that art or being a cliche. Gold and blue, orange and blue, such a cliche at this point in cinema. But he, again, used it in this film so well. Like, whenever he... The warmest parts of the film are also the most, like, violent parts. When he's in that studio with Simmons, with the rest of the band... And he's being taught, quote unquote, it's so orange and it's so dark. Like there's only two tones going on almost. Yeah. Except for when that one drummer is wearing a green shirt, he sticks out like a weird thumb.
0: Was that the oh, that could be intentional? We see yeah, got, was that Connolly? The the
4: Probably yeah no, the, the Connolly was the, always
0: red <laughs> and <laughs> his, his other head, drummer uh, was in yeah. the green. Like those are the, the only other
4: colours that were ever being pulled out, yeah. so they stood out like they were, like, not supposed to be there.
3: Yeah. Uh, Probably how J.K. Simmons saw them. Like, mm-hmm. in, a, in a sea of just nothing, yeah. here's on two bright colors.
4: It's orange and black that whole time, and it's so yeah. warm. And then when he quits, and he's, like, walking around, and blah, 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 and then it's totally not saturated during those scenes. Everything's like, kind of blue, but it really not even that blue. Like, it's almost like nothing comparative to the rest of the movie. And that's what he's doing in those scenes is nothing, because he stopped drumming, quote, unquote. So and it's just such a beautiful use of atmosphere. Yeah, I can't yeah, really, praise that enough. Really
1: great visual storyteller as well as like uh, dialogue storyteller as well as skeleton writer. I mean, Damien Chazelle. I can't wait for. Yeah, uh, he his is future.
0: Like we have a new subject coming up at the end of the episodes here. That if you could just talk about things you're hyped about, I'm hyped about this guy's <laughs> fucking career. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm excited to see what he does next. I'm hoping, like. We get a lot of these young directors who come out and do like one movie and then it's like, well, either the next one's going to be great or he can just completely disappear. I don't think this guy has that potential. I think he's just going to go huge places. Yeah. And I will totally watch a
1: musical with Ryan Gosling and Enema Stone. That sounds
0: awesome.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I won't watch a musical with Enema Stone. That sounds horrible. <laughs> Enema Stone. <laughs> Enema Stone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the Did worst you porn name so ever. Did you something <laughs> you were going to add?
2: Uh, yeah, actually. Uh, storytelling aside, I felt like the... The blandness that you talked about in those rehearsal spaces and stuff—that's, from my experience, every rehearsal space oh, yeah. I've <laughs> ever been in that is was... like so just colorless and boring and like dark half the time too and poorly lit. Like it just—it took me created, right back to school.
4: Yeah, he but he created the warm, comfy atmosphere, almost like he was in a warm blanket when he was in those spaces.
2: Yeah, and there is something to that, yeah. I think. It it's become so familiar to you, that like tiny little rehearsal room. When he whenever he was in there and he like moved his bed in there, I had flashbacks to <laughs> the many hours I had to spend in those tiny rooms. So they did a good job of that too. <laughs> <clears throat>
4: right,
2: I think we should move into quotes. I There's think it's that so time. M-
4: uh the the verbal abuse in this movie's also beautiful yeah which insults
0: which insult is your quote well I think that's the name of the game I didn't I
4: didn't choose an insult as my quote oh here can I I, can
0: I interject really quick Yeah, it has nothing to do with that one thing we didn't mention this guy wrote 10 10 Cloverfield Lane which is one of the best movies out right now he did he wrote it wait I love this director holy shit yeah
4: Hmm. Why I had do, no idea. I mean, I'm not gonna complain because I'm happy that Jan Trachtenberg directed that, but I'm surprised that he didn't do it himself. Though. Dan's finally
0: mm-hmm. a man. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty awesome. Sorry, I, I just I felt like I'm looking as his do now. The only ones
4: that know what you just said. <laughs> yeah,
0: please keep that in. <laughs> now I'm gonna cut it out. No. <laughs>
4: no.
0: Sorry, You're totally rad. T R S
4: forever. <laughs> All
0: right, go ahead. Back to quotes.
4: My T R S shirt does not fit anymore.
0: You are in the middle of your quote.
4: Oh, okay, my <laughs> quote. My quote, which you already said, but to me... I
0: apologize. Is
4: very a very poignant mo- moment in the film because, I mean, it's also very divisive. We're, do you side with him or do you not? Uh, and I do. I do side with him in this quote. Uh, there are no two words in the English language more harmful than good job. Because I can pinpoint moments in my life where if someone hadn't said that to me, I would have done better.
1: Absolutely. I think we're all that way.
4: And Brian doesn't agree with me.
1: I think it's scales of gray.
4: Scales <laughs> of gray. Yeah, that's
0: all I'm saying. There's a moment for that and there's a moment for a good job.
4: Yeah, there's there is a moment for a good job, but there's so many moments especially when you want to be an artist that you should never say that or feel it because then you're settling and you shouldn't settle as an artist. You should always be pushing yourself to do better.
0: You know, fuck, I'll go with mine. Mine's from Andrew. I thought mine was going to be a J.K. Simmons quote, but now that I was, I was looking at the quotes page just to see if I want something different, I found one that I liked way better. Uh, it's the moment where you realize that I, I, if you haven't already realized that everybody in the band actually hates Andrew, like they clearly just wish he wasn't there because he's just a dick, uh, and he shows up to the event late without his own sticks, and he's like, well, I have, you hear the, the redhead guy in the background, Connolly, uh, say, like, I have my own sticks and I'll play it. And he just turns around in mid-conversation. <laughs> hey, fuck off, Johnny Utah. Turn my pages, bitch. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah.
2: turning, into, turning into Fletcher. I love
1: that moment. <laughs> <was> so good. <laughs> if you didn't hate him in, before then, you definitely do that. Uh, oh, yeah.
4: yeah. I didn't hate him in that moment. I just loved it. <laughs> the turn my pages uh, bitch
1: is one of the
0: yeah. greatest things I've ever heard. It's
4: like if someone can spout a wonderful insult at me, even though there might be a part of me that's offended, the other part of me is going, oh, yeah, good job. Woof. The burn
3: then, on that, <laughs> and that's pretty close to the scene that I want to really bring up quick as an aside that car accident scene. As someone who's been so in a good. car accident and had a vehicle flip, that just brought like a flashback heavy, right. like so visceral. Oh, yeah, you want to talk- have issues with that, like in a good way.
0: Yeah, you want to talk about like building a legend. There you go. Yeah, oh, you mean when Andrew Neiman was on his way to the event and got in a car accident and flipped it. Got out, ran to the event, still came on stage and played for
4: it's half just the first a song,
2: blocks. and then tackled yeah. his
0: teacher, and then tackled <laughs> his teacher. Like, there's a fucking legend. Yeah,
2: yeah.
4: <laughs> that boy's got some adrenaline.
2: Oh, it, yeah, he it was tough to watch. Probably that a
4: concussion.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was a really good scene. Probably my favorite scene.
0: That's such a good movie.
1: I think uh, my favorite quote is from my my favorite scene, and it's the scene where um, he. Uh, Fletcher has three different drummers in the room. We have uh, Andrew, Connolly and the guy in the green shirt, Neil, or whatever his name is. I can't remember. Um, And and they're trying to play at his tempo, and they just can't get it. And J.K. Simmons brutally makes them sit down and rotate through the drummers until someone finally finally plays fast enough. And they're doing the close-up on the clock. It goes from, like, 8 to 2 a.m. and all the other musicians are sitting outside and at 2 a.m. Finally, Miles or uh, Andrew is like covered in sweat and he's finally played it fast enough and earned the part and he looks like he's about to collapse. And J.K. Simmons opens the door and goes, okay, now we can get started.
4: And I like when he goes to the other guy and be like, now clean off, clean his blood off my drums. Yep.
3: <laughs> all right. Uh, my line is when they're playing and he tries to single out the person who is out of tune, and he goes mm-hmm. to that whole rigmarole and gets him, and he's like you know sends the kid out. And then he goes to the other guy. He's like, for the record, Mets wasn't out of tune. You were Erickson, yep. but he didn't know. And that was and that's bad enough. And I was like, I like those little those little faints in there. Yep. Like even though he's such he's such an asshole, but I still like that kind of faint in movies like this. And I'm like, oh,
2: that's that's fun. That was exactly my quote. Oh. Uh. <laughs> you got to jump in. <laughs> um, okay, well I'll just do my favorite insult. Screw it. <laughs> This is the very beginning. That is not your bo- That is not your boyfriend's dick. So don't come too early. So good. So good. Like he, we just introduced Fletcher, and that's what he's yelling at these kids. We can't even look him in the eye. Like they're so terrified of him. Loved it. So,
0: that's a good one. I like yeah, that one. It's a good one. Uh, all right. So the review system for today. Is gonna be I you know I always think these are easy and then I'm I'm found out really quick that I'm wrong. Uh, Movies with musicians as the main characters. (laughs) I'll go first. Uh, I'm going with Inside Llewyn Davis. Okay. Oh. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just take peoples. I'm glad I went first. Uh, Mine's pretty simple. It's uh they're both movies about what being completely obsessed with your art can do to the entirety of your life, and they both show it. Very, very, very well done, excellent, well-made movies, but showing completely different a- like aspects of what it could be. Like The broken down artist and the wannabe artist.
3: Awesome. I'll go next because it's going to be kind of a stretch, <laughs> but kind of a funny one, I think. And it's going to be, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Okay. Because yeah, yeah. they become musicians through oh, adversity. Yeah. <laughs> so musicians through adversity, and they kind of come into their own and become a hit. Okay. Through just having to just stand up to the mic and go at it.
4: Um. Walk the Line. All right. With Johnny Cash. But it's another movie. I mean, that movie very specifically is about someone who's trying to do something different because Johnny Cash was in his own class at that time in history. No one else was like him. And he was dealing with addiction and he was pushing everyone away in his life. But he was addicted to being a musician and he was addicted to Joan. And Joan was married, so was he to other people, and it became very destructive, and he kinda, he pushed everyone away in his entire life, but then somehow Joan stayed with him the whole time, even though she hated him at times. Mm-hmm. In the movie, she threw bottles at his face because she got so mad at him, kind of like J.K. Simmons. And at the end, after he goes through all of his turmoil, he ends up being one of the greatest musicians of, our, of the 20th century, and he gets Joan, and it works all out, and it's t- all worth it. Mm-hmm.
1: Unlike Whiplash.
4: <laughs> it might be all worth it. Do you want to
1: mm. go? Do you
2: have one? Yeah. It's great. Mine's Eight a- Mile. Horrible. Oh, yours is worse. <laughs> no, think about it. <laughs> no, it is actually a really good one. Detroit and society are the symbol in Fletcher. Yeah. <laughs> Eminem wants to be the best. He gets brought down several times, almost quits several times, and then he has that great turnaround, and he becomes the artist we all know and love. Oh,
1: yeah mine's really easy uh, and really relatable uh, Scott Pilgrim because okay. I thought it was nice, really yeah. light hearted and like felt like a comic book fun just a fun ride adventure <laughs> and like some really fast fun catchy pop songs yep that's spot on
4: uh, a little less intense there's not as much on the line in that movie
1: <laughs> oh there's a lot on the uh, line yet, well, don't you remember <laughs> when was and, Andrew <laughs> Neiman had to fight
2: all of JK Sim's ex-girlfriends <laughs> <laughs> That was in the deleted scenes. You can only imagine what Fletcher's girlfriends were like. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, God. Uh, that's everybody, right? I was paying attention. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, so with that, we're going to bring uh, today's episode to a close. Uh, so, quick update on last week's episode. In case you were not following us on Facebook, right. we, were, we were dinosaurs versus Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, so I apparently, think. Cowboys versus Dinosaurs was the big movie. winner, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm not going to complain with because that was my movie. So I get to win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I got. We're going to come up with a new system. Yeah, to make we're sure going sure to come up with a new system. So that we it's going to be a
3: safe word or a keyword or something like that. Yes. That.
0: So we know when people who listen voted and people who don't. Need to start listening and then voting. But anyway, yeah, we, right, we, John, thanks
1: Utah. Utah. Yeah, we, we to can. anybody who actually does listen to the end of our episode. You, you'll know that I'm talking directly to you because you are listening to me talk. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Uh, So next week we have Hateful
0: Eight. The week after that we have Star Wars, The Force Awakens. The week after that we're doing X-Men 3 versus x Men's Origins Wolverine.
2: That'll be a fun one to watch. I'm
0: going to make everybody watch it. Uh, So the way that we're now saying goodbye is the way that we say what we're excited for. No long diatribes about it. Just what are we excited for coming up soon? I'm excited for the killing joke coming out on Blu-ray whenever that happens. Chewie?
4: I'm excited for Preacher to be on... AMC. AMC soon. Oh, yeah. I'm really, like, especially after we saw the pilot at... It looks so good. That's good stuff. How could they ever
1: screw up a comic book TV show? (laughs) John? Uh, The next Star Wars from Ryan Johnson. Okay. I'm hyped for that. Luke Cage. I love all those Netflix shows. Nice. and Oh, my God. Civil War looks like the best movie ever made. I hope you're right. A little, a little we'll see over in, the hype there. I think in three weeks, we'll see how that holds up after I've seen it. And yeah. then <laughs> in, in six months, we'll see how it holds up when we've all seen it. I think
4: altered. I want to go uh, to that movie in Two-Face, but half my body is Batman and the other half is Superman.
1: I would murder you. Both. All the nerds you would know, murder you. Know, you.
3: <laughs> Both halves are going to cry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so thank you again to Ryan James. Yes, sir. Rich Roy. Thanks. Jonathan Hardesty. Oh, hey. Chewy Darso. Yeah. And me. Bye. 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 Bye.